Hello, this is Snegdha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 21st of April. Before I begin the podcast, I'm happy to inform all our listeners that Daily Dose is now a part of Google News Briefing. That means there's a quicker way to access the podcast daily. All you have to do is ask your Google Assistant to play the news, then go to Settings, News, click on Add New Source, and look for Daily Dose. Once you find it, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. And voila, you're all set for a comprehensive daily news update. India's COVID-19 tally increased by 1,336 cases in 24 hours to reach 18,601 today morning. According to the Union Health Ministry, 590 of these patients have died, 14,759 people are undergoing treatment, 3,251 people have recovered, and one person has left the country. 472 more COVID-19 cases have been reported from Maharashtra this morning. The total number of positive cases in the state now stands at 4,676. Nine more deaths have been reported, taking the total death toll in the state to 232. Over 100 families residing at the President's estate in New Delhi are under self-isolation as a preventive measure after a sanitation worker's relative tested positive for coronavirus. The relative of the sanitation worker, who is a resident of the estate that houses the Rashtrapati Bhavan, has been admitted to a hospital for treatment. The move comes after the sanitation worker's mother died of COVID-19 infection a few days back at the B.L. Kapoor Hospital. Delhi has reported a total of 2,081 positive cases. Out of these, 78 cases were found on Monday. The border between Delhi and Ghaziabad has been sealed as a measure to contain the spread of the virus. Three police personnel tested positive for COVID-19 at Nabi Karim area in Paharganj. A total of 11 policemen are COVID positive now in the central district. Nabi Karim area is one of the 84 containment zones in the national capital. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejival has said that his government will test media persons in the national capital. This comes after 53 journalists tested positive in Mumbai yesterday. In fact, just today, another 25 staffers at a Tamil news channel have also tested positive. Do watch News Laundry's webinar in partnership with the Committee to Protect Journalists on how Indian journalists can cover the coronavirus outbreak safely. Those who spoke at the webinar included journalist safety consultant Colin Pereira and David Oates, a journalist safety advisor, both from CPJ in London. There was also Dhanya Rajendran, the chief editor of News Minute, Neha Dixit, an independent journalist, and our very own Manisha Pandey, executive editor of News Laundry. Dear listeners, in spite of putting themselves at risk to bring you stories, journalists across the country are losing their jobs. Despite Prime Minister Modi's appeal and the Labour Ministry's advisory against pay cuts and layoffs, All India Radio let go almost 80 non-permanent jockeys. You can read Anusuya's report on the same on our website. The report is titled, All India Radio Ignores Government Advisories, Puts Casual Staff Out of Work. We all understand that in times as testing as these, media plays a very significant role. But it is under great threat because advertisement revenues are drying up. We at News Laundry, however, have always maintained our independence by remaining 100% free of advertisements because we depend on an amazing bunch of people who support us through subscriptions.
and you can also be one of them. Your support will protect our independence. So go to newsonly.com and hit the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Rajasthan today stopped using rapid test kits for coronavirus after receiving invalid and incorrect results for a large number of samples. Health Minister Raghu Sharma said that the kits were giving a mere 5% correct or valid result and a report has been forwarded to the Indian Council of Medical Research in this regard. The total number of confirmed COVID-19 cases continue to rise steadily in the state. Rajasthan has so far reported 1,628 cases. Of these, 205 patients have recovered, while the death toll in the state stands at 25. Trinamool Congress MP Derek O'Brien asked why the center did not send IMCT teams to states like Gujarat, Tamil Nadu and Uttar Pradesh, despite the high number of cases and hotspots there. The West Bengal government has declared most parts of the Hooghly district as containment zone. The death toll due to coronavirus rose to 77 in Gujarat as six more people succumbed to the disease. About 127 new COVID-19 cases have been reported in the state, taking the tally to 2,066. The number of coronavirus cases in Raibareli district in Uttar Pradesh jumped from 2 to 35, with several people testing positive after coming in contact with participants at a Tablighi Jamaat congregation. Five more people tested positive for coronavirus in Odisha, taking the total number of such cases to 79 in the state. Chief Minister Naveen Patnaik declared that any act against health personnel will be considered an act against the state. He said, and I quote, in case anyone indulges in any act that will disturb or dishonor their work, very strict criminal action will be taken against them, including invoking provisions of the National Security Act, unquote. A 12-year-old girl died on April 18th while walking from Telangana to Bijapur in Chhattisgarh along with 11 other people. According to a medical official, it seems she died either due to exhaustion, electrolyte imbalance or dehydration. Jharkhand Chief Minister Hemant Surain has conveyed his objections to the Prime Minister Narendra Modi to the possible return of hundreds of students from Rajasthan's quota. He called the move, and I quote, one nation, two sets of rules. Five states, after getting clearance from the center, are making arrangements to get their students back. Besides, Uttar Pradesh has already sent buses to fetch students. Moving on to some global updates on coronavirus. More than 170,000 people have lost their lives in the coronavirus pandemic so far, according to data from the Johns Hopkins University. There have also been more than 2.47 million cases worldwide. Just under a quarter of global deaths, 42,000, have been in the US alone. The UK has nearly 126,000 cases and more than 16,500 deaths. The Director General of the World Health Organization issued a warning saying, and I quote, trust us, the worst is yet ahead of us, unquote. Although he did not specify exactly what the worst could look like, the World Health Organization has previously warned of the future spread of the virus throughout Africa. However, new research suggests that only a tiny proportion of the global population, maybe as few as 2 to 3%, appear to have antibodies in the blood. The Director General cautioned countries that have begun loosening lockdown laws, saying that easing restrictions is not the end of the pandemic in any country. US President Donald Trump said he has plans to sign an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration. 
In a tweet, he said, and I quote, in light of the attack from the invisible enemy, as well as the need to protect the jobs of our great American citizens, I will be signing an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration to the United States, exclamation mark, unquote. The U.S. president has criticized governors who have said that they cannot ease lockdowns because they do not have enough coronavirus tests. Maryland's Republican governor, Larry Hogan, said on Monday that he had secured 500,000 tests from South Korea after more than 20 days of negotiations and said states have been forced to fend for themselves and compete against each other for tests. At his daily briefing on Monday, Trump claimed that Hogan did not understand too much about what's going on, while Illinois' Democratic governor, J.B. Pritzker, did not understand his capacity. The president said, and I quote, we're in very good shape on testing, unquote. Yesterday, the U.S. oil market collapsed into negative prices for the first time as North America's oil producers ran out of space to store an unprecedented oversupply of crude left by the pandemic. Trump, unsurprisingly, downplayed the oil price drop, saying it's only short term. However, oil prices recovered some lost ground today, with United States crude turning positive after trading below $0 for the first time ever. Gains, however, were capped due to unresolved concerns about how the market can cope with an oversupply of crude as demand continues to be decimated by the coronavirus pandemic. Italy reported 454 new deaths from coronavirus on Monday, 21 more than on Sunday, bringing the total death toll to 24,114. For the first time, the number of people infected fell by 20 to 108,237. Italy's Prime Minister in a Facebook post said that the country will announce its plan for the gradual reopening from lockdown before the end of this week. He said measures to stem the spread of the virus will be eased from 4th of May. Hong Kong has extended social distancing measures for 14 days. Chief Executive Carrie Lam announced an extension of the city's social distancing measures. Hong Kong yesterday reported its first day since early March with no new cases. But Lam said, and I quote, now is not the time to let our guard down, unquote. Singapore, which has been lauded for its initial response to the outbreak, has seen a surge in cases, reporting a record 1,426 new coronavirus cases on Monday, mostly among foreign workers. The tiny city-state now has the highest number of cases in Southeast Asia, a massive increase from just 200 infections on 15th March, when its outbreak appeared to be nearly under control. About 3,000 cases have been reported in just the last three days. It has a total of 8,014 confirmed infections. Afghan President Ashraf Ghani and the First Lady have tested negative for the novel coronavirus. The presidential spokesperson said that the tests were conducted at their own request. At least 40 employees of the palace have been infected by the virus. Indonesia reported 375 new coronavirus infections on Tuesday, taking the total in the Southeast Asian country to 7,135. A health ministry official reported 26 new coronavirus deaths, taking the total number to 616. China's latest coronavirus update shows just 11 new confirmed cases on the mainland on April 20th, with no new deaths. The National Health Commission says four of the new cases were imported. There were seven cases of local infection, including six in the northeastern border province of Heilongjiang and one in the southern province of Guangdong. 
China has reported 37 new asymptomatic coronavirus cases on the mainland on April 20th, compared with 49 a day earlier. Now for some non-coronavirus news. 51-year-old Gabriel Wartman posed as a police officer and gunned down at least 18 people in a 12-hour shooting rampage across Nova Scotia in Canada. This is the deadliest mass shooting the country has witnessed in modern times. Wartman owned and operated a denture clinic in the city of Dartmouth, a 90-minute drive from Porter Peak. Several bodies were found inside and outside one home in the small rural town of Porter Peak. Several homes were also set on fire. Bodies were found at other locations and one police officer was also among the dead. Authorities said Wartman was driving what appeared to be a Royal Canadian Mounted Police car and was wearing a uniform, but later reported he was at the wheel of a Chevrolet SUV that he had modified himself to resemble a police vehicle. Police have said that the suspect was not an employee or an officer with the RCMP. Police have not yet determined a clear motive for the shootings, but suggested that the killings had a degree of premeditation and that Wartman acted alone. In the wake of the deadly shooting rampage, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said his administration is moving ahead with stricter gun laws. He said, and I quote, in regards to gun control, we took very serious commitments in the election campaign and have moved forward and are moving forward on them to ensure that we are strengthening gun control in this country, unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Do read our reporter Pratik's ground report from Pune. It is titled, Inside COVID-19 Ward of Pune Sassoon General Hospital. The report paints a stark picture of how nurses and doctors have to deal with draining procedures and schedules while morgue assistants fear infecting their families. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.